All right, ladies and gents, we're back at it again. Episode four of the Chap Truth Podcast. We got your boy Justin, your boy Michael in the building. We talked about a plethora of things. Just go ahead and grab your snack, grab you something to drink, whether you're in the house, if you're in the car, turn that dial up, listen to us, enjoy us on your ride to work, school, uh, even if you're on a vacation. Just vibe with us. Peace and blessings to you. We out. All right, y'all boys, we back at it again. Chap Truth episode four. We lit live and local. We back at it back yes, in action. We got your boy Justin in the building, your boy Michael in the building. For the people that don't know who we are, Wagwan people, Michael, how you got done? Good to be back here again. Lit live and local, as as the as the director says. But yeah, it's, it's been it's been nice uh, so far in the new chapter that we have begun. And yeah, how was how was your week, Justin? I'm just I'm just living my life like Larry, man. But um, week was fine. My week was good. Um, I didn't do much, but I did go out to um. There's a place called well, I live in Savannah, so there's a place called Second Harvest, and that's where you know they uh prep food for I believe children who who don't get that. That mm, children that don't have like food after school stuff, you know, because since school is oh. out, and um, you know, mostly but that mostly that are in the school system, they don't have that opportunity to eat as much as they usually do when school is out. So I just, uh, me and my job, we went there to uh, pack some lunches for for mm. that. So we, we did that. It was. It was a great. It was a. It was a great thing to do to give back to. The, it was a great thing to give back to the community, you know, to help people, because you don't know where, what you do, can impact, you know, people, and you don't know, you don't really get to see the end result of it, but just the mere fact of you know you're actually doing something to help somebody in need is it's a great thing. It it warms your heart a little, you know. You know, like in the in the uh, in the book out of Grinch Stole Christmas at the end, it said the his heart grew ten times bigger. <laughs> well, <laughs> when you do stuff like that, your heart just grows. So that's that was pretty much it. Um, that's amazing. Yeah. Appreciate that's you, amazing. man. I'm proud. I'm proud of the community. I'm proud of you guys, man. You're um, what's the word? Paying it forward, and that's amazing, man. You're doing something for the community. But yeah, I bet that was fulfilling of some sorts. You know, Justin loved the kids. <laughs> okay. Is that a Where hint? Anyway, we'll move on. Um, you know, hint. Um, you know, quick spin off. Justin, what, what, what age do you think is right to start having kids for you personally? I was having him. this question with um, sorry uh, to the part cut you off answering your my question, but I was having this question with uh, with a colleague, and they were saying, "Oh yeah, like mid thirties is like the best time, as at least for a man or a male." But what what do you think it is? Oh, I have to agree. Say like 
between 30 and 32. Oh, okay, not bad. That's reaching the middle, but you're still in the early 30s. You know? So I just feel like, because I feel like that's one like most, say this one, say this one like most mentally sort of mature technically. You know, they have their finances stable, their mental life stable, even though, you know, our mental can go back and forth each and every day. Absolutely. But um, uh, our finances are stable. Are we try to get them stable at 30? Um, we try to make sure we can be a protector of the household. Um, and just a whole plethora of things. It just... I just feel like 30 is a, a great number to actually start, you know, having kids because that's when you're like ready, ready. Like, you know, when you're in your like early 20s or late 20s, you still feel like you're kind of sort of a, to me, you still kind of sort of feel like you're a kid ish, but you're, you're on, you're on the stairs to actually going towards becoming an actual figure and you feel better as a person if that sounds right if that makes sense no absolutely uh, essentially you're saying at least 30 32 should be an age where you should have most of your life together that's 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 the what the bottom line is and i feel like you're like you're right as well uh, mm-hmm. not you yawning yeah man it's it's an odd time in it, but yeah, it's, it's, I believe it's, it's a great age because I'm not going to speak of past experiences, but like, I, I don't believe anyone is really ever ready to have kids, but like the best you can do is to prepare yourself in it. Uh, but yeah, it's just a little tangent I wanted to go off. So you can go ahead. So you were speaking about your week. You you prepared to have kids, man? Oh no. I believe in you, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. But no. Thank you. I believe in you. Like out of out of all the friends, you probably like one of the two I believe in. Maybe one out of three. Thank you I, very much. I appreciate it. I make it an odd number. But um I, I appreciate mm-hmm. that, man. Thank you. Um, my like I said, my week was kind of chill. That's all I really did, you know. Uh, Sunday went to church. Um, you went to church on Sunday. I went to church <laughs> on Sunday, and after I went to church, I kind of sort of relaxed. I'm just joking, guys. Justin goes to church. Justin is the the media manager of Atlanta Church, so he's kind of has to be there. But yeah, what do you have to be there? Yeah. Oh, my bad, my bad. Somebody, somebody can film my spotlight. Okay, you know. I'm gonna go off another tangent, right? So, um, I was speaking on. <laughs> look at his his face right there went up, but um, I was speaking on um, I was speaking to a family member on um, how we servants. I'll just say servants because anyone who works in the house of the Lord is a servant. But how we servants tend to think that. The work of the Lord will not proceed if we're not there. And Justin's a great example of, you know, disputing that. He just willingly said that if he's not there, somebody will always do it. You know, like the Lord told Prophet Elijah that, you know, when he was like, it's only me 
blah, blah, blah. And he was, he told him there was 7,000 more or 77,000. Um, that could also do the job that are waiting to be called. So, you know, let's all try to be humble in everything we do and believe that we can all be replaced. No man is unexpendable or not. No man is not expendable and has it. So go ahead. Listen, man, I'm going to put it like this. The train going to keep on rolling because one monkey not going to stop the show. <laughs> That's one way to put it. Absolutely. But, uh, Michael, how was your weekend, man? I heard you I heard you have some big things going on this week. So what's going on with you, man? Big things like what? I heard you have some big things going on. So what you been up to, man? I don't have any big things going on. I got a haircut. Um, uh, <laughs> this haircut experience was quite interesting, but um, we'll save that for another day. So currently, I'm out of. I'm currently out in Boston, Massachusetts, and um, I don't know why that that, that was funny in my head, but. You see how Justin's not smiling here. Yeah, that's how you know it's a bad joke. But um, it was not, it's not bad, didn't it? I it's been out here. I've been out here for work, and you know it's quite it's quite interesting. It's an interesting bunch of people. Yeah. So not not much really. I went to church yesterday as well. I drove an hour to that church, and it was a great time. Great people, lovely people, quite welcoming actually. And yeah, you know. Came back to my hotel. Not much, really. It's just been work, work throughout. I would love to hear this. Um, no. I'm good. I'm good. You're, you're holding out on a brother, man. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I want to hear about this barbershop experience. Okay. Um, I was looking for a barbershop. Given, I don't know. For those who live in Boston, you know that there's not a lot of live barbershops out there. Or maybe I haven't looked enough. I might be wrong. So I don't want to make an ignorant comment. But I specifically look for a black barber and the barber owned the shop. And, you know, I was looking, looked at pictures and live locations and things like that. And it was looking not bad, you know. It was a quite uh, fancy, for the lack of a better word. It's not really fancy. It's just... Uh, more packaged. So it was quite fancy. I looked up online. The price said $40 and said, okay, for fancy treatment, it's not a bad price. You know, according to Justin's price, it's not a bad price because, you know, we're not going to talk about that. Today. What is my price? Huh? What is my price? I'll leave that for you to tell them. But I paid $50 for my haircut, so I don't know. $50? Yeah, I paid $50 for my haircut. <laughs> Pay fifty for a haircut, sixty five, but eighty in total to get my hair, my lock tree twisted. So I was spend about a good, you know, hundred and ten dollars on my head altogether, maybe more. But continue on with the story. But uh, you said sixty five for what? I said six. Well, I had to pay fifteen for a direct deposit to get my appointment scheduled. Then the remainder of the 15 out of the 80, which for my retwist for my locks, that goes all together. So, 
Just not everybody can be living life like Justin. Man. Just it's Maybe. not living my life. Just calculate uh, fifty plus eighty. That's how much I spend on my head all together. Yeah, it's a, it's a piece mean? of work. It's rich man status, man. Not so, rich man status at all. Oh, okay. Spending one hundred and ten almost every what three weeks, two weeks. That's not one hundred and ten. Oh, 130? You said 80 plus 50? Yeah. Yeah, about 130, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but I don't get my... I get my I get my hair retwisted about every two weeks, and I only get a haircut about a week-ish. That's smart, didn't it? So... As I was saying, you know, it wasn't bad, but I was hoping the black rover was going to cut my hand. He didn't. The white man did. So. Reparations. <laughs> no, but you know, it's like. From his old demeanor. You can tell like he's still in training. I don't want to say he's still in training, but there was that. I don't know. That kind of fear, you know, that I can't mess up, blah, blah, blah. So it was kind of, I was kind of all like, I was encouraging at first. I was like, yeah, bro, I think we got to do. I showed him a picture of what I wanted, you know. And he said, okay, I got you. But at some point, he started panicking. And then I was like, bro, you can panic all you want, but when he gets in my hairline, don't panic. Like, I still got to go to work and things like that. And, but that was in my head, you know. But, you know, a little. Dabbling, dabbling, not too bad. And then the black barber came to say something. Uh, for the black, I don't know their names. So I'm just calling the black barber. He came to say something to him, and he was like, "Um, you know, you can't do so, 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 so like that. It's a different thing." Thing. I was like, "Bro, you know, you could have just took over, right?" And this is. I was even trying to be nice when I walked, and I said, "Oh, just give me anybody." No, clearly seeing the black man there. I was like, oh, just, just give me anybody. It was like, is it an appointment? I said, no, it's just a walk. Just give me anybody. Said, oh, we can take care of you. And I was like, and then when we got through it, I just saw my hairline just go back. I was like, wow. But I couldn't complain because I, I didn't really, I didn't voice my, my, um, I didn't voice my choices. So, you know, yeah. It was those um, experience with that. I mean, if you think about it, you really didn't have a voice to opinionate because you, you were walking. You were walking. You just get what you get. Really? Yeah. And when it works. You know that? Yeah, when you're walking, usually uh, the next person that has availability, they, they take you. Now, give or take, now, I have seen some cases where there has been one barber and a in the chair and it's just him on his phone and he was and he not gonna take care of you because he probably got he probably got appointments at the appointments at the appointments at the appointments he think he the big shot quote unquote big shot i know um, what yeah but it it just depends on how like available the next barber really is so that's what yeah, it but, is but back in georgia i can pick whatever i want though but yeah we get yeah, it that's that's where you stay you don't stay in Boston. Mm, I just regret not. Because he wasn't exuding confidence. And I was over here like, bro, 
I'm just glad I moved. Exuding confidence. I love it. So since you're in Boston, what's the, what's the culture like in Boston, man? What's the what's the environment like? What? It... No, Boston's a little bit old, infrastructure-wise. Um, it's not somewhere I live. Um, you ain't so been. Culture, I haven't seen anything really pertaining. You ain't been out in the, you ain't been out in the city. You ain't been doing nothing. All you do is just wake up and go to work. Go. Yeah. To... I haven't explored yet. Well, the only chance for me to explore would have been last weekend, but I haven't explored yet. So. And why didn't you explore last week? Because I had, I was busy, man. What you was doing? It was so. In this state of virtualization, you know, there's no excuse anymore for not being in town, you know. So it's, it's quite busy. Maxi still with me, but um, yeah, Boston, Boston. In terms of driving, there seems to be a lot of crashes. I don't know how they do that daily, but I mean, that's about it. I haven't really seen. Anything in this area, but the area I'm in, though, is I can only count like one cop, two cop that I've seen so far. So that's nice. It shows that it's a safe environment. You got to get out more. You you going to these different cities and different states. You gotta you gotta go out and venture so you can come back and not just tell a story for me, but tell a story for your children. <laughs> tell, tell a story to your children and their children's children. So you can be, so you can be that grandfather that is in that rocking chair, okay. telling your, telling your grand, telling your grandchildren these stories about you going to Boston, to okay. where else you went to New or New Orleans and all them other places. You gotta get out more, man. Oh, uh, New don't... Orleans was more interesting. I was, I was there during um, St. Patrick's Day weekend, so that I was able to see more of that culture. And I missed Mardi Gras by one day or two days. Yeah. yeah. But New Orleans food was interesting. We had some nice, nice food in it. So, but yeah. How would you compare New Orleans food to Boston food? Boston. Oh! I went to Press Cafe on the on last, on, on last side of it. It was a great trip. I got there. Their food hit. Press Cafe. I need to find. I need to. I need to check if there's one in Georgia. But mm-hmm. their food you hit. I had um Chipotle steak burrito. And who, my lord? I believe caramelized onions, potatoes were in there. Different sort of peppers. And it was like a little grilled tortilla thing wrapped. Bro. And I think the Chipotle sauce as well. Bro. Sushi. I'm actually go there sometime again. Oh, today's Monday. Let's see. They're opening. Okay, we'll see. We'll see. But um, yeah, Press Cafe. Press Cafe was an interesting course. It was filled up that there was no sit. Talking like he found himself a, a bad bitch out there. He just talking about the food. But anyway, we move we move oh. on. 
That's not my mission, man. My mission mm. is just to focus on what I need to focus. You know. And what is and what is your focus actually to focus on? <laughs> my focus is, you know, work and just other things that I have to do here, bro. Oh, all right. What Justin, do you if say? you were out of the state, what would you do? What out state am I? Work, what, what state am I going to? I don't know. Any state. You were out of the state for work. What would you do, man? Pick a state, and I'll let you know. Pick the most boring state, Washington. Washington. Yeah. Like Washington D.C. Yeah, Washington. Like District of Columbia, Washington. District of Columbia, Washington. I've been in Washington before, but um, so would, oh. I be, would I be doing the job I'm doing right now? Yeah, if you were out there, you know, WSAV wants to interview uh, President Joe Biden. Right? After the interview, you guys were done, but your flight leaves on Saturday. Your flight leaves on Sunday, but you have like the Saturday Saturday off. Oh, I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. Hmm? I'm going to experience Washington. Oh, so what is there to do in Washington? I mean, I looked at a couple of things. There was like National Park for me in Boston. I wasn't really, not really. There's a couple of museums, aquariums. There were, none of those were my thing. You feel me? Like if there was a basketball game, I definitely would have gone to that. Like there was an endless game in Boston, I, I would have gone to that. But like parks and museums and, and aquariums, not not my feeling. It. Nobody want to see Jason Tatum and Jalen Brownstein. I see what you would uh, uh they're doing great things. But if I went to Washington, you know, um I feel like Washington is a like more historic historic state. So you'll just probably go to the um go to all the museums because there was a African American museum I went to when I went to Washington, which was a great experience. Um I talked about it before. Um they have the MLK monument over there too. Um, aside from you know the homelessness in Washington, which is very very high, um, I would just drive around the state just to just to get a feel of it, you know. Go out and eat some things I haven't eaten before. Um, and just experience the city. I don't have any like landmarks off the top of my head for Washington right now, but that's I will go out mm-hmm. and quote unquote experience the culture that they have there. You know, nothing too big, nothing too small. Well, but as we as we take a deep dive into this uh, podcast, um, for y'all I don't know because we haven't. Last time we recorded, uh, they had their game. So, little NBA recap. Um, the Nuggets are now the, was it 2023, 2024 ish NBA championships, 2022, 2023, 2023. Well, anyways, they are the NBA championship team champions. Um, Jokic got his ring. Jamal Murray got his ring. KCP is a two time NBA champion. You know, <laughs> the, the Nuggets are bringing in a culture of basketball oh, that we yeah. haven't that we oh, haven't God. seen before, or experienced before. What's up? No, I'm saying what culture is that? Go ahead. I guess you were gonna say it. What I mean by culture is like they bring in a new 
a new twist to the game of basketball, you know, because you, you don't rarely, you don't rarely see, or you rarely see a center as in Jokic, you know, handle the basketball, do the whole assist. And he's, he's not, as they say, that type of person that draws attention or attracts crowds to, you know, games because he's kind of sort of sluggish, but he can do amazing things. And I feel like that's why they were saying, our people are saying this was going to be a, a boring finals to watch because, you know, the Nuggets aren't marketed as a big team or big franchise because you only have uh, Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic. And, you know, most, most, uh, I'm not, I'm going to say youngsters. Most young people, they don't want to, you know, make their game as, or create their game around, you know, Nikola Jokic. They want to create their game around LeBron James or the Stephen Currys or maybe the Damian Lillards because those three have impacted the game so much that it's become a, a fran, not franchise, it's become marketable. Because you know Stephen Curry, he he rejuvenated the three point shot. So now, you, when you go to a basketball court or a basketball game, whether it's uh, middle school, high school, college, or professional, you see a whole lot of people jacking up threes. Um, but that's not to say he ruined the game or anything. That's just that's just who he is, and that's just what he does because he's practiced. He practiced that a lot, but um. Yeah, so the Nuggets are your NBA champions. And, you know, Mike Malone, he's been going on this tear about how he swept LeBron and the Lakers, which is a, which is a great thing. To do because I only think LeBron only probably got swept maybe once, twice, or this is the second. Memory serves me correct. I don't need no NBA an- analysts to come back and, you know, quote me on that. But. That's having, you know, Mike Malone, he he had his shot with he had his shots with the Lakers, which is hey, if you win a whole damn thing, that's that's what you gotta do. You can you can do it because you want it. And I and I'm just I just feel happy for them boys. I feel like Jamal out of out of all those players on that team, I felt like Jamal Murray deserved it the most because he's he's been through so much. You know oh. it is. With his um, with his injuries that kept him sideline for a couple of, I think for one season or two season stops, but just to come back and you know like demand well not necessarily demanded but we're gonna say demanded demanded you know show up when he needs to show up and do what he need to do and get that ring and I feel proud for that man I almost cried. <laughs> They, I think they accomplished something great. Um, I, the day I watched one of uh, Joker's best game, I was like, bro, he's being slapped on. I think this was something that Joel and B is trying to do, but in my opinion, it's not accurate enough. But Jokic was doing it effortlessly. And from that point of view, they deserve to bring that ring. Like, 
They have worked throughout their whole season. They have dominated throughout their whole season. And to have um to have to reap the rewards at the end, bro. It's it's a great feat. So yeah, congratulations to the Nuggets, man. Everybody who said the heats, heats in heats in four, heats in six. Where you at now? Where you at? But yeah, yeah it was it was a great feat, man. And back to the drum boys. Everybody's back to the drum boys, you know. Um, sidebar. Actually, you know, a whole lot of people didn't even believe in the Nuggets to make it that far into the, into the into the finals because you know the Nuggets they were the number one seed the whole, mm-hmm. the whole NBA. Um, hell, I'm not. I'm not even gonna lie. I didn't think the Nuggets were gonna make it that far either. But you know, kudos to them. Nah, I think they took advantage. I think I was telling Justin this. They took advantage of the inconsistency of everybody. Like, for those who watched like, the Premier League as well, Arsenal was supposed to do that. Everybody was having a horrible season. Uh, Man City, the top players were having a horrible season, the top six. Man City started wrong. Man City started um, um, badly. So Arsenal was able to gain a lead and be separated from the rest of the bunches. But they fumbled it. And I feel like what Arsenal was able to do that was because everybody was having a bad season. I think the Nuggets, speaking of the Nuggets, not everybody in the NBA was having a bad season. But I think some of the top, top players were inconsistent, too inconsistent. And it cost them, I guess, the drive that they need to get to, to, get to where they need to get to. So, yeah. Nuggets, the Nuggets pounced on an opportunity and they we won the ring. Same way I feel like the Lakers pounced on an opportunity the last time they won the ring as well. But LeBron fans ain't gonna accept that, you know, because never mind, we're not gonna get into that conversation. So. But yeah. So <laughs> um, now that the NBA season is over and we're looking towards the next season where we where we have a whole lot of speculations about where people are going to go. Um, they were talking about I, LeBron. They were talking about LeBron retiring, but I don't think he, he ain't about to retire just yet. Or they're not retiring. Um, whether they should break up Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Um, we have a whole bunch of a whole bunch of stuff going on in the NBA, even though um, the NBA is over with for this season. So. I just want you, if you can remember, because this has been a very, my memory, a very peculiar season. So just give me some of the things that you remember from this season, if you can, because this has been a funny season. When Draymond Green got um, a little suspended or got ejected on something he did. On something he did that wasn't up to, I forgot the game, bro. But there was something. Somebody did something to him. They didn't get a penalty or anything, and then he did just half of that to that person again, and he got ejected. I thought this was a funny morning. I haven't. I I didn't watch basketball consistently enough, but I kept up with like scores and highlights and things like that. So oh, I have more specific events. You you miss it. Maybe I might remember some. You miss out on a lot. This NBA season has been very. 
of course, you know, even before the start of the season, you got the you got the internal situations between Draymond Green and Jordan Poole. Oh. Jordan, <laughs> Jordan Poole getting knocked out. Sorry, I since we like since we started with the Warriors, then you got um Draymond, punch, <laughs> Then you got Draymond stumping a mutt hole on that there and Sabonis on his chest. I don't know. Um, I do remember the specific events, but yeah. Yeah, those, what, those are what events. I remember those. What else happened? You got, uh, I think a funny moment was uh Ja flashing a gun twice. I think it's a it was a it was a show of you know what I am not gonna cast the games. But yeah, I believe that was a funny moment as well. We're gonna talk about Ja in that in that situation too later on. <laughs> um we got LeBron on his little I don't want to call it a temper tantrum because he's been trying to get in. He was he was trying his best to win that game against the Celtics, but when <laughs> they called a no call, even though Jason Tatum did foul LeBron and he started jumping up and down, then you got Patrick Beverly coming with a camera to the refs. That that, that whole game, my dear, was <laughs> the the coonery that was going on. But I understand, you know, when you have people. We have those type of stars trying to go and do all that talent, and they have all the talent, and and their talent isn't exp- their talent is taken away from them by calls. You know, that's the expression you're going to get from you know those type of people. Um, what else happened? It's a whole bunch of stuff that's. You got the people talking about how Jordan Poole messed up when you no. Know, the baddies are in the arena, but he don't show up when they in there. You know, so you got those <laughs> comments going on Instagram and Twitter. It's just been funny. This season has been the most funny. Is <laughs> is been a great season, and uh, I'm ready for the next season to see where all these people are going to land. Uh, you know, and just enjoy basketball right now. You know, maybe just maybe. Lakers might take it again. This, I mean, they might just go back and take it, or the Nuggets might do a repeat, or maybe we might just get a shocker. You never know. Um, you brought up Jaw, so um, I think this was out last week that for his second time holstering a gun, she laughed. He has twenty five games. He can know he can participate in because he's suspended from those games. Um, do you think that is a fair amount or is that not enough? Okay, so before I speak, did you hear about the thing that it was a there was a toy lighter? Hmm? That it was, was a lighter, it was a toy slash lighter. Yeah, I heard about it. I'm not gonna call BS, but come on now. Come on now. Either way, no, even if it was a lighter. Even if it was a lighter. Um, I think I don't know. I, I think the scenario speaks for itself. <sighs> Why Some people are going to come from the angle of 
Why can't you keep your life private if you're going to do what you're going to do? But I'm always going to come from that angle of why do you even need to do it? What, what is it? Why, what, what does he add to you? When, when, when young African Americans, young black men flashes gun in, in Instagrams or over the internet or, or even just to their friends, what, 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 what do we try to prove? It's, it, I think we need to attack the problem from the foundation and just not, I feel like Josh just, um, a popular example of what goes on in the street. That's just all it is. And for Ja, it's, I'm not going to put age to it because to whom greats, to whom greats is given to, greats is expected of, to whom much is given to, more is expected. How does the saying goes again, Justin? Remember? I don't know. I'm not going on this right That's saying to who. Much is given to much is expected of, you know. Continue, you continue. Yeah, no, it's just a simple quote, but um, you know, I think that's how this, uh, I think that's how the quote goes. But you're in a place in your life that you're already being blessed, and you can't just fight the urge, okay. First one, mistake, blah, 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 you, he, he lost some of his deals, right, in the first one, right? Mm-mm. They were thinking he about, even, they were thinking about, uh, how they were thinking about rescinding the whole contract with Nike and Gatorade, but they didn't, they didn't, uh, they still held their, uh, contract with him. You see? And I think it was the second one that they finally terminated it, right? I have to I look into it, but I don't think so. Yeah. Because no. oh, like okay. I said, I have to look into it. terminated it. But even, even with reputation and NBA, bro, like, it has always put, it has, it is, it just put a dent in your name. And I feel like all these things are unnecessary. Like, these are problems that are put upon yourself just for what? Peer pressure? Acclimatization? What what exactly is is the reason for all this? I I'm gonna come from an aspect of though it's stupid and I do sense some accountability in his words in his press conference that he put out there. The statement? Statement rather, not press conference. Thank you. His statement that he put out there. And you know, I think the punishment is valid, whether lighter or not. So, because your representation to more than just the NBA, you're a rookie that came into the NBA and killed it and became many people's, many kids, many young kids, you became their role, their role model. To imagine... Your 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 child. Oh, you know, um, um, watching John Moran and saying, "I want to be like him," and then the whole gun saga comes out, and having to tell your kid, "Yeah, you can't be like him because he 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 puts guns out there. He he plays with guns." You know, parents that care enough have to be skeptical of who they call who their children call a role model. 
or who their children want to be like. So you start changing people's mindset of you. And for those people that think it's okay, you start making more people like you. And it just begs, it begs, the, begs the question, it's like, purpose. Justin, if you know a purpose of it, can you, can you just let me know? Because I'm, I'm struggling to find why someone's so hell-bent in ruining their career. Listen, like I like I said last podcast, this this twenty nineteen draft draft <laughs> they they wilding out her. Like I said, you got Jaw with guns, Zion with hoes. <laughs> but um so I did do some little research and they and Coca Cola did uh drop their contract with uh Nike not Nike with Jaw. Um Nike Still stood by Jaw, and I think he had another one. I didn't want to do a deep, deep dive into it, but he is going to lose a whole lot of money, and I think that's where it's going to hit him the most because I think he said by 30 he wants to be a billionaire. And if my memory serves me correct, this 25-game suspension is going to cost him around, I think, either 25000 maybe 50000 altogether. So, you know, the the best place to hit a nigga at is in his, is in his pockets, and they're doing a great job at that. Um, on, his, on his actions towards, you know, brandishing the gun and all that, you, as an NBA star, whether it's a, whether it's a toy or not, you, you can't do anything like that because – it's written somewhere in your contract that you cannot, you know, uphold a gun or have a gun in your possession. I mean, you have the money enough. You have enough money to go get security. You have enough money to do this. You have enough money to do that. You don't have to. You don't have to express to the world that you. You, as Shannon Sharp said, you you carry that thing with you. You take job earnings, bro. You you don't have to. You don't have to it's put this. Job. You don't have to put this image out there talking about whether it's on the court or off the court. Because I remember it was one game. Somebody was going back and forth with the Grizzlies, and it panned, and the camera was put on John. He was like, "I fight," and I'm like, "You don't. You don't have to do all of that, man. You." And I understand. Even though you didn't put out the young age, and I understand, you know, you're young and like I was, like I said at the beginning of this thing, you don't fully mature, you don't fully develop as a man for me, personally speaking, until you're like 27, 30, because that's when you get, that's when you feel like you're, you're needed the most because you have this, you know, standard to uphold. But it was in the light of it. You know, as a joke for me, I was like, yeah, they should have gave him 30. But I think this 25-game suspension will hopefully and honestly do more than what those eight games did the first time. <laughs> Just wish him the best of luck. I don't think he'll get any awards this season because to get a to get any awards this season when it comes around, you have to play a number of games and there's 72 games 
this season. And if you subtract 72 from 25, what is that? I think you have to play like a minimum of at least 65 games or something to that extent. And sadly enough, he won't be getting that any rewards. So he won't be getting any like max contracts, uh, <laughs> probably up on this contract or any. <sighs> it's, it's, it's just a, a loss for words and loss for money. So, you know, we move on. You know, we can only wish him the best of luck. Also, bringing it back around, we wish the, you know, Miami Heat, you know, they were the runner-uppers. They did a great job. Jimmy Buckets, he didn't he didn't perform like he should have performed, but you know, he did his thing out there. He had his he had his crew on his back. But you know, they got next season. They might get dame, so you never know. Speaking of next season, man, where you where you think Unk going? Who's Unk? Unk? You don't know who Unk is? <laughs> you don't know Unk who who sit in front of uh, Skip Bayless every Monday? <laughs> well, used to Skip used to sit in used to sit in front of Skip Bayless Uncle, Monday. Uncle Shannon Sharp, you mean Uncle, that Uncle? Uncle Shannon Sharp? Yes, Uncle Shannon Sharp. I don't know who gonna take him, bro. Maybe um, maybe TNT can take him. <laughs> Shannon Sharp was uh, to me by far he's like one of the funniest, funniest sports analysts because I think it's everything. The TNT crew. I said one of. I didn't say I'm the sure. best. I said one of. <laughs> Because I think is that is that southerner in him since he's from Georgia, specifically Savannah. But I, no, I'm not. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to draw no ties in. No, no. Affiliated. Oh with my God, no. For I'm not. I'm not trying to draw no ties in anything. But you know mm-hmm. that, and the excuse me, and the age he grew up when he was in Savannah. You know that's mm-hmm. where you have. The grandmother, who's honestly a grandmother, who gives you mm. advice, whether it's spiritual mm. like, or in you know, real life realm, you know, is and he would go on the show and he would spill those like sayings that his grandfather said or his grandmother said, and he was he was a smart and intelligent young. I'm not gonna say young man because he was a smart and intelligent man, and I just I just wish him the best of luck wherever he goes, but. Everybody know Unk. Unk was Unk, man. Unk, let me tell you something. Unk's book is mind, regardless. Undisputed would not be the same without Shannon Sharp, and I don't think it ever would because nobody likes Skip Bayless. I'm not gonna say nobody, but there's a there's a there's a crowd out there that has a tolerance for Skip Bayless. Hell, ask Charles Barkley. Wow. Okay. I'm a miss watching Undisputed, but wherever, wherever Shannon go, I'm telling you right now, I will be watching it. <laughs> Somebody's going to pick him up. Somebody's going to pick him up. Imagine if TNT did get him. You have Shannon Sharp, <laughs> Shaq, Kenny, Charles, <laughs> and Ernie. <laughs> That's just too many people. We ain't even gonna get on to that. Yo, it would turn it would turn from funny to serious so quick, bro. 
We shut on the shelf. We're going to be like, hey, 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 let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. I don't believe that it'd be that deep. Um, so I got a question. Can't all be vibes, but I'm listening. I got a question for you, Michael. I'm listening. Do you, how do you feel about, um, because I saw this video on, uh, I think it was Tik, not TikTok. I thought, I saw this video on Twitter and I don't, I believe it was probably an all girls school. It was a high school. And the girl was about to walk across the stage after they after they called her name, and she and she did her little she did her the little celebratory dance, you know she walked to the principal or whatever headmaster of the school, and she didn't get her degree. Like she, the principal looked at her, the student looked at the principal. She was like, go ahead and go. And she dropped her diploma in the basket. And I want, and I just want your opinion on like, how, how do you feel about, you know, these students that's celebrating, you know, before they get their diploma or after they get their diploma? Do you think that is taking the cordialness out of the ceremony or is it increasing the celebratory moment out? I think. It shouldn't be tolerated. If if I'm I'm probably gonna get castigated, I'm not gonna castigate it. Just, but um, I Crucified. think. <laughs> yeah. Um. I think it's uncalled for. It's 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 a very. This is why it goes back to the conversation again, and you see crucified. This is why a lot of. Dark skinned people, dark skin calling people like us, a lot of black people, I'm just gonna say the word African Americans, can't survive in a professional status, in a professional arena. You know, whenever a black I feel like I've I've heard this a lot and I've watched movies. You know, whenever a a, a, a black man tries to be professional, they get castigated, they get crucified for trying to be something that's not themselves, you know. Like me and Justin, me and you have been in professional meetings where it's not about race or color. It's just about professionality, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So okay. I, I think, I don't know if you were, I don't know if it was on a podcast where you were telling me, telling me about your first time at your job and, you know, how you adapted. But that was because after you understood the workflow of your job. But you knew that your first day required some sort of professionalism, right? In a graduation ceremony. Until you get your degree, not even until you get your degree, it is up. Uh, it is, it exudes excellence. It's it's absurd for you to be acting wayward. There's no comport. There's no compulsion. I'm I'm sorry, but like again, I, it's, it's, it's it, there might be difference of opinions. Justin might have a different opinion, but there's some students that celebrate it after. I don't know if, I think the school was in maybe Ohio, New Orleans or something. And after they got there again, got down dude in the stairs, they did a little dance and celebrated together and did everything. And it was fun. It was fine. But you, you're taking a piss out of all your teachers, out of all the faculty members. When you do that before you're getting to them, you're saying, okay, blah, blah, blah. Maybe you didn't help me throughout it. 
I just did it just to do it. Say, I don't respect you. You know, it's there's some cordial respect required when you when doing things like that. It's an achievement that you've had. But why ruin it by proving like the same thing with John Moran? Why ruin it by proving some sort of point? By being who you're trying not to be. You know, it's it it deserves a graduation ceremony deserves so much respect than the class of 2023 granted it this year, bro. Like it does. Especially when you're walking towards collecting your diploma. It's a sign of respect, of appreciation from all your faculty members. But yeah. What do you what do you think, Justin? I see it like this. Um, okay, before you finish, before you finish, the faculty's response. Before you start, sorry, I apologize. Because I haven't answered the second portion of your question. For the faculty's response, I think it was just used to make a statement. Um if they retracted her diploma, maybe for like, I don't know, maybe they asked you to come do extra stuff. I think that's that's absurd. Well, probably what they're going to do is, I didn't mean to break you up, but probably what they're going to do is they're probably going to Usually, like when I'm in high school, you just get like the little diploma. I mean, yeah, it's, it's not, yeah. It's not in there, so they have to mail it to you, so it's going to be mailed to her precise her, you know, have a picture whereas the principal is going yeah. to Yeah. So if that's, that's going to be the outcome, I fully support it because it's a measure that is required. Everybody thinks they can act out before they get it. It's subordination. It's disrespectful. But go ahead, Chester. Uh, I, don't, I don't see it as disrespect. Because you don't, you don't really physically know what these students have gone through to actually earn their degree or earn what what they set out to complete within the four years, high school wise, or how many ever years it's been when you were in college. And I just feel like that's that's their moment to you know express their gratitude and their feelings. Because, you know, you get overwhelmed, you get overcome with your feelings and stuff just starts to happen. And yeah, but, but there are ways to express gratitude. I, and I understand that, but still. Did you, see, did you see the one where the student dunked on the principal? I did not see that one, but I will know. But anyways, but, but here's the thing you, you have to understand. You don't know. You don't really know what those students have gone through. Like, what? so honestly, like, for instance, so, so, like, for instance, and I've watched multiple, like, graduation clips throughout um, maybe the span of a year or so. But I remember it was this one, it was this one, and I, she was probably a mother. And it was either before she got her diploma or after she got her diploma. Now, we don't know what she was going through. We don't know what she's been through. We don't know her trials. We don't know her tribulations or what she had to do to get that diploma. But she started shouting because, you know, she 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 had to succumb through all of that. And she did it and she got her degree. And I was like, you know, this is your this is your time to shine because you set out a goal. You did that goal. You can praise God, you know, praise yourself, praise your accolades, praise your family, 
because you don't know you don't know what those people have gone through and i just feel like for the principal to act in that manner despite the fact she was making a statement or not it was uncalled for but i am going to you know counteract you know i like to um what did my mother say about me i i say contradict myself um because there are there are been there has been some outlandish things that's happening um, at the graduation ceremony. I feel like sometimes some people do need to make a statement, but at the same time, let these let these young children celebrate. Let these young kids or older adults celebrate their accomplishments. You know, let them let them have their time to shine. Hell, you can even, if you want to, you know, dedicate a, a portion of the graduation ceremony to all those people that want to celebrate, let them celebrate and carry on through the day. Now, I think, yes, there, are different, I think there are different approaches to things. There right? is. Um, I'm not going to say what the, it depends on the school. I, it doesn't depend on the school. Because graduation ceremonies are uniformly respectable ceremonies. Like, if if you see how graduation ceremonies are taken seriously in the UK, you would be scared. Um, I feel like the purpose of school is not just to ensure academic excellence, but it's also to ensure to promote and to teach because they can't actually ensure everything. I think our teachers strive to teach us not just about academic excellence, but also ethics, ethics, um, emotional diligence, you know, doing the right thing at the right time. Just if, if I, let's say, okay, my job now, let's say, um, so I'm currently in a project and, you know, I performed so well and I delivered so well on the first day and I like finished 75% of my quarters. And then I was like, oh, to celebrate guys, let's go out for drinks. And I get so, I dr we go out, we drink, and then I run mad late to work into the next day. Even if my colleagues and, let's say, my boss wants to loop pass over it, do you know the amount of targets that I have missed during that time that I was late? The best thing school does is to prepare us for the actual world and the professional world. I promise you, a lot of these things cannot be tried in the actual, in the actual, um, what's the word? What's the word I'm looking for? Um, real life professional world. word or work. What did you say, Justin? Real life world. Yeah, yeah. In actual corporate job, life. that's what I'm looking for. In the corporate world, these things can't be tried. Imagine a lawyer talking to a client, and they they had just bagged the client, and they they celebrated like that in front of them. It's unprofessional. 
Hey, man, I just say like people be great no matter what. But, you um, see, there are ways to be great. That I was talking to my I was talking to my mom yesterday about extremities of everything kills. Extremities of freedom is killing. There needs to be a breaking point for everything. There, there can be excess of things are not good. You're saying they should celebrate no matter what. They, there's time and places to celebrate, and it's going to be fulfilling, bro. There's time and places to celebrate, bro. Even, I'm going to even talk about it. We talked, we spoke about it on, on the podcast in the previous episodes, and we're talking about, you know, your job and how you were being congratulated. Imagine um, you you doing a somersault, or or you saying, or you doing, yeah, 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 I did this, I did this. You know, you know, no, no. Those are things that we've done at these graduations. You're taking a piss at everybody at your work. So why not just be diligent enough to cordially in respect of all your faculties and your teachers in appreciation. Walk through the stage, collect your diploma, get down, do everything you want to do. I promote expression of oneself because that's how you keep yourself happy. But there are time and places for things. The wall does not revolve around you. Your two, third, two seconds of fame, three seconds of fame is going to end in the next new cycle. So, so, at so. least there's ended in the next new cycle. John Moran, John Moran zone didn't end in the next new cycle. He's, you, he's still receiving repercussions of that till you, now. You can't compare John Moran's situation to a graduation ceremony. Bro, he's is more than a graduation ceremony. You know why? Because he's accomplished much more than a graduation ceremony. That's why I said you can't compare that, those two situations. Uh huh. What? Uh huh. <laughs> they had a pause for me. <laughs> and see who. But, no. Mm, anyways, anyways, but it, it is what it is, man. Um, I just feel like. Yes, there is a time and place for everything, but sometimes some people they just can't hold their emotions intact to to celebrate their accomplishments, and that's that's well, just we basically need to. you you. That's There's like something you, that we need to all learn. It's that's like you. That's like you asking a bride who's walking down the aisle to not no, cry. No, that's her day. Not, 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 not no, let me finish. that's her day. Let me, let me finish. There's and, nobody and their, checking her And that's their day, too. There's no higher power. No, and that's their day, too. Day. No, it's not just, you know why it's not just a day? Because there are other graduates graduating up there. Okay. There are other, there are other faculty members also, also, also on being recognized as well. Okay. Yeah. But, but who are with, who, in that audience and in that crowd, are the are the people in the audience are they to see the faculty and the staff or their children? They're dead to see their children. All right. So let me finish my 
basically it's just like that. It's it's in 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 essence it's just like that. That's like you asking only from the emotional side. That's just like you asking uh a what not a wife. Somebody walking down the aisle, you know, trying to hold their tears back because this is this is their moment. Whether it's five seconds, ten seconds, two seconds, three seconds, this is their moment to shine, and this is their moment to uphold everything, put everything off of them that they've been through for the past four years, eight years, and no matter how long they've been in school. If you want to go the whole 12 year route from pre-K or kindergarten all the way to 12th grade to all that, to all the stuff that they had to overcome, all the stuff that they've been through, because you don't know nobody's story. You don't know what they've gone through. You don't know what they've been through. And all they ask, and all they want is just a second to celebrate their accomplishments of what they've done. And that's it. Nothing more, nothing less. Just give them, give them their, give them their time to celebrate, whether it's on the stage or off the stage. Because I feel like it's going to be more of a distraction off the stage because now they're not respecting the next name that's being called. Whereas when they're being celebrated, when they're celebrating on the stage, they're taking their time for themselves. And then we can move on to the next person. Because if you, if you wait for them to go off the stage, now the attention towards the person that's calling the next name, the principal's attention is on them. The attendees is paying attention towards all the actions that's going on there. The students are no, long, no longer looking for the cue to go and go up there to get their diploma. They're now paying attention to their colleague doing this on the sidelines. Whereas they can be upfront, they had a five seconds, go about their day, get their diploma, get their degree, and the next person is called. Sick. Yes, it's going to take the decorum out of the out of the ceremony. But just give these give these men and women time to express the challenges that they overcame to get here. So if somebody wants to celebrate by, you know, flashing a gun or dropping down their pants, you think that's fine? Well, they didn't do that, now did they? It doesn't matter because you're creating, you don't know what you're doing. You're creating, uh, you're creating the groundwork for people to express themselves however they want to express themselves. And that is opening so many can, can of worms. That's what you're advocating right now. You're saying because of how much you've gone through. You know how much people has gone through in this world? There's some people that has gone through life and death and decided not to steal. There's people that has gone through life and death. Your hands, so they, they, they should steal? Or you advocate for stealing? Is that what you're saying? Because your hand was looking like they might as well go to the steal. That's what you're I, looking like. No, okay. The There's case. people that have gone through so many things and still chose the right path. I'm not saying that you celebrating um, waywardly, because that's what it actually is. You celebrating waywardly is, I'm saying it's wrong, because I don't want to contradict myself. But in terms of what Justin's saying, Justin, you're opening, you're opening so many avenues for people to go off. That's just what I'm hearing. Okay. And I want you to just speak on that. Mm, you know? 
Listen, you have your opinion, I have my opinion. At the end of at the end of the at the end of it, I've I've spoke my piece. I just number one, and you you can't bring a gun or weapon in to begin with because you have to go through a, a what is it called a, a metal detector. Number one, not and everybody has a metal detector, and that's fine. What if they pull their pants down, you know, and they said, "Oh, the principal should suck their whatever it is." They have a cap and gown on. You'll see what what if they wear a cap and gown? No. You know, the cap and gown stops at like the middle, right? The bottom part is usually open. So when they pull their pants down. So they're just going to put their pants down to have their pants at the ankle? Yeah. And they're going to flash their asses at everybody? That's what you're trying to insinuate? Have you not seen stuff like this? Not in a graduation ground, but like in other places. Exactly. There, there is a people, those students, those men and women, like I said, they have the respect for the ceremony. They just want their five seconds of just celebrating their accomplishments and calling the it five a day. seconds of flashing yourself. You know, you know, all it, it's just not even does, all it just does is just put an unnecessary stigma on you. Okay, so let's say you have a child and he or she, you know, does a dance before they get their diploma. And then the principal of that stu- a principal of that school or the dean of the school doesn't give them their diploma. How would you feel about it? You know the rules before going there. What are you talking about? So you you will feel okay for your child yeah, not to repercussions okay. for your actions. Okay. Aren't there repercussions? Justin, if we don't go to work tomorrow or today, aren't, aren't there going to be repercussions of our actions? I don't know. If we cuss out our manager, if we cuss out our manager, isn't HR, aren't we going to get sent to HR? No, here's what, what it'd be like. Explain that one. <laughs> This is the exact one. Because we we are in we are in two different spectrums when it comes to careers. Now, are you talking about actually genuinely cursing out our manager or using a derogatory <laughs> statement as we talk to our manager? Which one? <laughs> cursing out our manager, or even using like too much derogatory statement because they're about the same thing at this at this point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have to think about that. Well, I'm going to come back to you on that one. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like I said, we have... It's fine. We have... We both have... We both, we both have peculiar opinions about the situation. Um, which brings me to the next point since um, we're on... Since uh, graduation season has come and gone. Um, and most... People who are graduating high school, they're considering either going to a four degree, four year college, um, two year community school, trade school, military, X, Y, and Z. Um, I want your opinion on um, trade schools versus college. Like, which one do you think is more beneficial at the end of it? I think it's depending on the individual. Because we see now that, you know, you can go to a four-year college and do all of this and then go back and get your master's degree um, because, you know, the job requires a master's degree. But now we're looking 
until this this year, this round where we see like most most companies only looking for people who have like a bachelor's degree, depending on the specifications of X, Y, and C. But do you think it's more beneficial to go to a trade school or do you think it's beneficial to go to a college? I think it, that question will always depend on the individual. Mm-hmm. If, if the individual's passion is trade, something that trade school offers, go ahead. If it's something more corporate that university offers, they're vastly different. There are a lot of universities that don't off- offer trade as a subject or as, as as a major. And trade schools are definitely not equipped to teach university courses. So there are two different infrastructures, the two different um areas of learning. So it's whichever one fits you. Some people that feel like they can't afford university might go to trade school. Some people that feel like um a starting trade is what they have passion for might go to trade school. But whoever wants to be a doctor can't go to a trade school because they're not they're not certified enough. So I think that question in itself answers that question. I'm only gonna bring that up is because, you know, as we stated before, you know, uh AI has taken over the world as we already know. Mm-hmm. And most people are probably going to be, I say, in the next maybe 10, 15 years, people are going to be replaced by, you know, AI because of the intelligence that they're going to put in there. But there are some things AI probably, probably more than likely can't do as proficient as a human being can do. Like you, you can probably have an AI work on a car, but you also need that mechanic side of it to actually understand the technology to put in there. I'm going to the station. Alright. Take your husband to work. Um but Just, Justin's a Justin's a wanted man today. <laughs> I'm always wanted every day. But um yeah so at the end of the day I feel like like you said, depend on the person, but I feel like a trade school can can benefit you too as well. You know, just in case that four year degree that you've worked so hard to get to, and you want to celebrate across the stage, you can have another op- you can have another option towards that. You know, so you don't have to just rely on that one degree. You can honestly have something else on the set. But here, but also the thing is, technically, you don't need a trade, or you need a trade school, but you really don't because most people they can really figure out things on their own because you know they can go to YouTube, TikTok, this, that, and the third to actually grasp and understand that that type of work like you probably don't need to go to trade school to become a barber but you probably need to go to trade school to become a licensed barber but you can learn how to cut somebody's hair from youtube tiktok x y and z or just going out there and experiencing it on your own it's just it's really just a plethora of avenues that you can take like you can go to trade school you can go to college or you just get hands-on experience it just depends on a person of and who you are, 
and how you want to get your information. And it's just basically it. You know, do what you want to do. Be great. You got anything else on that, man? No, no sir. So I want I'm a, I'm gonna shine the spotlight on you real quick. Cause I'm and I think we had this discussion before whether it's in the in college or while we were uh doing X, Y, not X, Y, and Z. Getting to know each other when we first met. I want to I want to know your experience, like how you had to transition from, you know, your culture, you know, from you being from what part of Africa are you from? I'm from Nigeria. From Nigeria, I didn't mean to say Africa. Well, you're from there. And I just want to understand how you had to. What's the word? Hold on. I'm going to. You need me to move that car? I'll be there in a minute. I'm coming. But I just want. This is a so, great episode, guys. I want this, to... <laughs> for the I first want, time, it hasn't been about me. <laughs> it's been about Justin. I and want you know to, what? I'm going to leave this on there. I <laughs> want to understand your, you know, how you had to deal with the... <laughs> oh, my back hurt. How you had, had to, to deal with that pretty. change. How you had to deal with that change from the Nigerian culture to the African-American culture or That's the American people culture. That's for you. Be my guest. Go ahead, man. Okay, guys. Well, I've just sent this gun. This is what we're going to do. Nothing. Um, I'll wait for him. But... I, it's, a, it's a very interesting question. There's nothing interesting about it. I'm just adding word for it. Um, wasn't that much of a culture shock? It was just a place of no structure versus a place with structure. Um, language was easy to adapt because English was the primary language back in Nigeria. No, more, more specifically for my state. And I went to um, a British missionary school. So that aided vocabs and the British accent in it. In it, so yeah, English was no problem when I got here. Uh, no problem. It, it was it's very interesting experience. Culture shocking. Not a lot of things. Probably different for food, but now they're. In those times, there were a lot of African stores out there as well. So, if you want to taste it back home, you find that parents, you know, since they live most of their life in Nigeria, they tend to crave. Oh, sorry. They tend to crave. Wow. They tend to crave the cultural food more. So, it was nice to see that. We ate more. Um, Traditional foods, home-centric foods, and food. But yeah, more than... It changed perception, or honestly. 
we just change perception to how we can all um reply. Oh, look who's back! We change perception to how we can all you know reply to various situations. We change perception to interaction with people. It 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 created. I trust the process atmosphere for me, and we lack that back in Nigeria. We we've trusted the party so much on top of this but you know, here it's it takes it's harder to lose freight in the process on basic things than you know. Than to trust the process, so it promoted different things for me. It it changed my my procedure of seeing life, my 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 standard of thinking, because you tend to not do things out of emotions if you want results or out of sentiments. You do things out of quality, out of carryability. And even out of results, out of out of rap sheets. So yeah, nothing much, really. Uh, yeah, go ahead, Justin. I don't know if you I had any. I don't know if you had any. Uh, I don't know if you talked about this, but did you have any like language barriers that you had to? Um... I actually spoke about that. I didn't have language barriers because. No, you didn't. Huh? You didn't. No, because I was I was braced to my parents sending me to the primary school, which is called your elementary school. Um, so, the so primary you, school, which is called your elementary school, was an English. The state, the whole state, was an English-speaking state, primarily English. English was the first language. But the primary school was a well-taught school. Was a well uh, shout out to you like that school. It was an exemplary school and a school of high standard. And then junior high and high school, those were together. And it was a British missionary school. So phonetics and language structures and um, prioritization on the English language was a priority for them. And it sort of changed my tone. And that is why sometimes the English, the British accent would be um, with the Nigerian accent, and comes out and gets some certain stage because no matter how much British teaches you in Nigeria, you're still in Nigeria, so you it's gonna be a mixture of both. But yeah, that's how it was. So me. when so when you saw your first Home Depot, you didn't say Home Depot. I definitely said Home Depot. Absolutely. I definitely yeah. said Home Depot. Yeah, I definitely yeah. said Home Depot. Yeah, you your know, your tonations for things are were different. Like, what is water? It's water. <laughs> like, like, yeah, it's like water. It's like some 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 syllables or some yeah some syllables are differently accented according to the American English. The American English is vastly different from um the British English. But that's that's where the controversy is in most. Like, what is a trunk? It's called a boot. Candy is sweets, you know. 
you know, things like that. So, yeah. Yeah, because I remember with me, you and Abu were on the phone, and you went to one store. And what'd you call a broom? Broom? Yeah, what'd you call a broom? You said something peculiar, and it was like, you had, yeah, you you called it a sweeper. (laughs) I'm like, but that's just, that's who you are, man. You know, you call, we call, we call cabinets, cabinets, you call it a cupboard. Um, Nicole, what you talking about? It's a cupboard. Hey, man. You... Or closet. Pending. What is a closet? Isn't, it, isn't that where you put your clothes? Mm-hmm. But what is a closet? How do you... What is your word for a closet? Cupboard. So everything is a cupboard. Yeah, Touché. everything is a cupboard. Touché. I understand. I remember back in Nigeria, yeah. You can't open your cupboard, they take all the clothes out. Yeah, because cupboard, man. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm not knocking you. I'm not knocking your language, man. You you be great at everything you do. No matter if we can understand you or not. We, <laughs> As long as you represent for the Nigerian culture, they'll be proud of you. Because, you know, when you, when you make it big out of whatever you're doing, you know, they're going to ask for some money from you. <laughs> hey, man. God bless me enough to give, so my word. And since we start this uh, this podcast uh, talking about, you know, us maturing and um, understanding stuff and understanding rituals and ceremonies and stuff like that, like when it comes to graduations, weddings and Basically, real-world situations where, um, what are some traditions that you want to start when you have a family and you have your kids? If you have, if you want kids and if you have kids, like, what is one tradition that you think you would want to instill in that family household? You know, the first thing is faith and Christianity. Um, that is why... I pray for a wife from God, because then you can never go wrong. If it's not an assigned partner, then you would tend to have issues. Like, even if it's assigned, you guys will go trials and tribulation, but, you know, it also has to be signed, sealed, and approved from God as well. And, you know, once that's established, your family, I feel like no parent or parents have enough knowledge and resources to take care of their child. We all do it based on, we all do it to the best of our ability, but that's where spirituality and God comes in. You know, the Bible says you, your parents are only caretakers of the children. Children are a gift from God. So, you know, when you come from that aspect, you tend to understand that as a caretaker, I have to do the best of my ability. But I have to, you know, it's still not my property. It's, it's God's property. So you have to teach them, that child on the way of the Lord. 
And that's the best thing you can ever do for a child. So my family would definitely be Christian-centric, faith-centric, or God-centric. And then, you know, uh, expressive and ambitious, you know. So what I'm hearing is you'll have Bible study every Tuesday and Thursday night at 6 o'clock. Yeah, but those are activity things. We would have times with the Lord, moments with the Lord, moments as a family family meetings where we, where we reflect on each other's attitudes or each other's actions, you know, so that there is also spirituality and there's also practicality. You know, the Bible says faith without work is in vain. So we also have to be practical about it, no matter how much we, you know, but the thing about faith is that it embodies your whole life. So it is how much um, relationship you have that you would include practicality in. So yeah, you know, it, it, we we have to be practical emotionally and also corporately as well in our jobs or in school. You know, you can't not study and pray, oh, God should provide me answers. It's absurd. So things like that have to be emphasized in a household, in a household. So that's the type of traditions that you want in your own, you want to start in your household, basically. Yeah, that's the, no, that, those ones are non-starter. In terms of tradition, maybe we can be a traveling family. Actually, learned that I like the process. We can be a travel family, vacations here and there. Uh, that's all you got so far? musically inclined uh, like it depends on the child isn't it like if the child loved my my house me and my wife would probably be a music inclined household but if the child loves her eight music that's up to the child but we all we'll always promote music and in our household yeah well you know as for me thanks for asking you know um <laughs> I've thought about this on like multiple like occasions. I think probably for like the past. I'm never gonna put a timestamp on it, but um, I think I want to start like I don't want to. That is so like normal, but like a like a movie night with the children that we have, you know. Oh, yeah, of course. But, you know, but it it'd be like. <sighs> You know, besides, like, cause, you know, when I when I thought of myself, you know, I thought I was going to like this big a word, big ass house, um, and I was going like, you know, the little like uh popcorn stand that they have outside, the little bags. I was going to put that in my house. I'm just going to have like a little miniature like movie night stuff like that. Um, I was going, I was going to teach my sons and my daughters, or my son, or my daughter, whichever one I have first. I want a daughter first, though. But um, side note, um, I teach her how to cook. I teach them how to cook, you know, so they can provide for themselves and not rely on other people. Um, you know, vacations, great thing to do. Um, those are one of the, and also, I think this is in every like black household. I don't mean to put a label on it or anything, but. Like having a game night, you know, 
you know, like having the time, letting letting people express themselves through games or like a talent show, or whatever it is, whatever it may be. I just feel like that'll have the. I'm not gonna say letting the child, you know, have more trust in their in their parents or me parenting them or whatever the case may be. I just feel like that's one way to, you know, broaden the bank, broaden the. Run the knot within the household, you know, make it tighter, you know, so they won't feel like, oh, feel resentment or anything because we didn't really do anything as a family. This is a cool option. It's adorable, isn't it? Absolutely, my. All right, so as we can wrap this thing to a close, because as y'all saw, I was I've been very busy this morning. I don't know why, but I've been very busy this morning. We yeah. had a <laughs> we had a, we had a, we had a great little chat today, Michael. Bitch, I'm, I'm proud of you, and I'm proud of us. You know, you do your due diligence, and I'm happy for you, man. I did my due diligence. I want you to know I appreciate everything you do. Justin just said whether, I did my due diligence. I want you to know I appreciate you. you can whether <laughs> whether I see it or I don't see it or not, I just want you to know I appreciate you, man. All this, thank you very much. I, I appreciate you too for always doing you. But yeah. well, um, as we bring this thing to a close, uh. <sighs> Let's end this off with a uh, rank it. I got two for you. Are oh, you ready, okay. man? Why not? So this one, we only have two. I can only think of two this week. Uh, we'll get there when we get there. So the first one is an NBA edition. So I want you to rank these from one to four because I only have four. So the first one is a poster. Oh, oh, okay. Poster. Like this, like somebody getting dunked on. I'm sorry. Let me explain that. So this is this is all actions in the NBA. Okay. Let okay. Me, okay. Let me let me frame from that. So let me let me go back and do this again. All right, ladies and gents, we back at it again. Uh, this is the segment <laughs> where Michael starts to rank stuff from one to four, depending depending on what the um what the subject matter is. So we're doing NBA editions today. You know, actions, whether it's a crossover, dunk, poster, um, all that jib jab jury made that one up off the top of the dome. Not a rapper, though. So, Michael, I got four for you today. And the first one is where would you rank a poster at? Ah, three. Um, an ankle breaker. Two. Uh, game winning shot. Game winning block. That's pathetic. One. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was a curveball somewhere there. Oh, you know, curveball, man. There's only so much stuff that you can do in the NBA as it comes to a spectacular moment, you know? Right. So Game you winning wanna... shot would be first. Game winning block, fourth. Ankle breaker, second. And then the post at three. A block is fourth? A game yeah. when the block is fourth? 
Broncos. Wow. Okay. Hey, that's that's your list, man. All right, we got one more for you. Um, this is all the wing places that are, that is both um out state, in state. You can probably find it anywhere, right? Because you know, there's a whole lot of wings wing places, you know, on the west coast and the east coast. And so, but we gotta we gotta minimize it because you know we we small people, we small people. We we gonna be do bigger things. All right, the first one is wing stop. Where you putting it? Some good question. Two. Buffalo Wild Wings. Three. American Deli. Four. Hooters. I guess it's going to have to go to one, isn't it? Mm. I see your list. Bruh. You, 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 you know what you did. You know what you did. Hey, what? You know what you did. You messed with my head. This one, this one, this this today's episode. You messed with because I always thought those. You know what you did. You know what you I did. don't know what I did. I just I just put them down and list list them off, man. Mm-hmm. All right, man. Well, it was like I like we said before we started this. This was a, this is a good this is a good little chat today, man. I appreciate you stopping by. I appreciate your time and your attention. You stopping by. You see, you see this little, little comments Justin is throwing in there? Don't worry. The attention will go off of me when Abu comes back, you know? Because all of this all of this sad hostility, I'm not built for it. It's not hostility. I'm a, I'm a nice and gentle kid. I'm I'm appreciating you for coming up, doing your due diligence. You know, doing your part. I appreciate you, man. Doing See, my, well, I'm appreciating you, you for doing your part. This too. is this is the problem with us as a black community. We, we don't know we, how to accept. We we, we can't we can accept a compliment because we think we bashing people. Side note: This is on June nineteenth, so uh, Juneteenth is where uh, everybody was actually freed from slavery. So, um, go out, enjoy the moments with your family. Know the reason for the holiday, as I say in the church. Know the reason for the season. Um, um, just go out, understand our culture more. Um, can and actually need to go to the educational system so we can learn more than just you know Martin Luther King, Rosa Parks, um, all the. Even though they were great uh, African American figures, we need to branch off and. Um, really expand upon it, besides who it just won't be those two that we talk about, you know, like I said, um, MLK, Rosa Parks, Malcolm X. Just, we just need to expand our culture and actually understand who we come from, who we are as a people. You know, take a trip, learn your history, your family history. You don't know, you may or may not know, but it just, helps you to understand who you are and where you come from. And I just feel like that's what kind of sort of encapsulates Juneteenth besides just, you know, us being free as a people. Understand who you are. Anything you got for us, Michael? Me? Yeah. All right. So once again, this is the Chap Truth Podcast. Follow us on Instagram. We got a Twitter yet? We're working on it. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on our personal platforms and our and, and our um 
podcast, which is only, I believe it's Instagram. We work on TikTok right now, but follow our personal profiles and pages on Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat. If you want Snapchat, even though we don't do Snapchat like that, just follow us. We're, just follow you us. Say that. Follow us. Follow us where we all are and where we are located. Um, this is the Chap Truth Podcast. We are no longer lit, live, and local. Why? Thank you, sir.